Welcome back to the podcast 1776, Time to Rise Again, Patriots. I am your host, Piss Fett, and we will be talking today about the United States Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, American Jurisprudence Law, and how you can apply that to vaccine mandates, vaccine passports or cards, mass mandates, and COVID tracking maps. As we all know, the first 10 amendments of the Constitution are very famous. But what most people don't understand and don't realize is they are not necessarily rights given to us. It is just saying rights that are inalienable, God-given rights. And it is a blueprint of what the government can and cannot overstep. It is a list of negative rights. Now let's start with the First Amendment. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peacefully to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Now, what does that mean? means that no member of Congress can overstep those rights and honestly can make any laws negating those rights and therefore a press conference by a sitting president on a vaccine mandate does not make it law. For it to become law, people, it has to be presented as a bill on the House floor. It has to pass the House and go on to the Senate. It has to pass the Senate to go on to be signed into law by the president. An announcement does not make it a law. A mandate does not make it a law. And anything that is signed into law violating those rights in the First Amendment is a violation of the Constitution. That's why we have the Discrimination Act and clause in every job application you apply for. You do not have the right to be discriminated against based on religion, sex, gender, political affiliation, age, disability. So therefore, this sitting government does not have the right to force a vaccine on you if it goes against your religious beliefs, if it could affect your health, and you cannot be discriminated based upon that. You cannot be shuttered and separated from society and restricted rights from you for not getting a vaccine because it is protected under the First Amendment. If you are claiming 
a religious exemption. Now, the Second Amendment. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Now, what does that mean? Everybody thinks that, well, oh, militia means the military. But it says very specifically in the Second Amendment, the right of the people to keep and bear arms. The right of the people. We, the people, have the right to keep and bear arms. And no law shall infringe upon that. So all these common sense gun laws are a violation of the Second Amendment. Well, what does militia mean? Militia is defined as a military force that is raised from the civilian population to supply a regular army in an emergency. A military force that engages in rebellion or terrorist activities in opposition to a regular army. All able-bodied civilians eligible by law for military service. A militia is generally an army of or some other fighting organization of non-professional soldiers. That means everyday American people, citizens of a country or subjects of a state who may perform military service during a time of need. That means us, the everyday American people. Because when we went to war against a tyrannical English king, a tyrannical monarchy, there was no military force in this country yet. That meant the everyday American people. Third Amendment. No soldier shall in it time of peace be quartered in any house without the consent of the owner nor in time of war but in a manner to be prescribed by law fourth amendment the right of the people to be secured in their persons houses papers and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated and no warrant shall issue but upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation and particularly prescribed the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. How does that protect me, you ask, PissFet, when it comes to vaccine mandates or mass mandates or vaccine passport cards? Well, it states in the Fourth Amendment the right of the people to be secured in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated. This doesn't mean just the police or any government agency that has the capability of arresting you or searching you. This means anybody. And it says in 
there are persons. That means nobody can force you to get a vaccine against your will. Nobody can demand to see vaccine cards for you to simply be involved in everyday activities like shopping in a grocery store, going to the movies, a job. It is a violation of your Fourth Amendment right, people. It's a violation of your medical privacy. It is a violation of HIPAA. Fifth Amendment. No person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless on a presentment or indictment of a grand jury, except in cases arising in the land or naval forces or in the militia, when in actual service in time of war or peace uh, or public danger, nor shall any person be subject for the same offense to be twice put in jeopardy of life or limb, nor shall be compelled in any criminal case to be a witness against himself, nor be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor shall private property be taken for public use without just compensation. Well, how does this apply to you? Well, there are a lot of people out there threatening to force vaccinate our kids, to put us in camps. I'm pretty sure us conservatives have all heard the rumor against our will. You cannot be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. And nor can your property be taken for public use. Just because you choose not to get vaccinated or not vaccinate your children. It's that simple, people. The Sixth Amendment. In all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial by an impartial jury of the state and jurisdiction wherein the crime shall have been committed, which district shall have been previously asserted by law, and to be informed of the nature and cause of the accusation, to be confronted with the witnesses against him, to have compulsory process for obtaining witnesses in his favor and to have the assistance of counsel for his defense. The Seventh Amendment. In suits at common law where the value in controversy shall exceed $20, the right of trial by jury shall be preserved and no fact tried by a jury shall be otherwise re-examined in any court of the United States than according to the rules of the common law. The Eighth Amendment. Excessive bail shall not be required, nor excessive fines imposed, nor cruel and unusual punishment inflicted. Like what's going on in Australia right now. They're talking about fining people for not being vaccinated. So, if they even talk about that, in the United States. It is a violation of your Eighth Amendment. Amendment 9. 
enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. Amendment 10. The power is not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, or reserved to the states respectfully or to the people. So therefore, this federal mandate, this federal press conference announcement, whatever you want to call it, is a violation of the 10th Amendment. The 11th Amendment, the judicial power of the United States shall not be construed to extend to any suit in law or equity, commenced or prosecuted against one of the United States by citizens of another state or by citizens or subjects of any foreign state. The 12th Amendment, the electors shall meet in their respective states and vote by ballot for president and vice president, one of whom, at least, shall not be an inhabitant of the same state with themselves. They shall name in their ballots the person voted for as president and in distinct ballots the person voted for as vice president. And they shall make distinct lists of all persons voted for as president and of all persons voted for as vice president. And of the number of votes for each, which list they shall sign and certify and transmit sealed to the seat of the government of the United States directed to the president of the Senate. The president of the Senate shall in presence of the Senate in the House of Representatives open all certification certificates and the votes shall be counted then be counted the persons having the greatest number of votes for president shall be the president if such number be a majority of the whole number of electors appointed and if no person have such majority then from the person having the highest number not exceeding three on the list of those voted for as president the house of representatives shall choose immediately by ballot the president but in choosing the president, the votes shall be taken by state, the representation from each state having one vote. And quorum for this purpose shall consist of a member or members for two-thirds of the state, and a majority of all the states shall be necessary to a choice. And if the House of Representatives shall not choose a president whenever the right of the choice shall devolve, upon them before the 4th of March next following then the vice president shall act as president as in the case of death or other constitutional disability of the president the president having the greatest number of votes as vice president shall be the vice president if such number be a majority of the whole number of electors appointed and if no person have a majority then from the two highest numbers on the list the senate shall choose the vice president a conundrum for the purpose shall consist of two-thirds of the whole number of senators and a majority of the whole number shall be necessary to a choice but no person constitutionally ineligible to the office of president shall be eligible to that of the vice president of the united states amendment 13 neither slave nor 
voluntary servitude except as a punishment for crime whereof the party shall have been duly convicted shall exist within the United States and any place subject to their jurisdiction section 2 of amendment 13 Congress shall have the power to enforce this article by appropriate legislation the 14th amendment here's where it gets very important people to listen Section 1 of the 14th Amendment. All persons born or nationalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and of the state wherein they reside. No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor deny to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. Well, you ask, how does that protect me, PissFed, when it comes to vaccine mandates, mass mandates, vaccine passports, vaccine cards? All persons born are nationalized. Let me read it again. In the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and of the state within they reside. No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor deny to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the law. That means the federal government nor the state, and you people need to read your individual state constitutions because that's very important, can abridge or infringe upon the privileges and immunities of its citizens that deprives them of life, liberty, or pursuit of happiness or property without the due process of law. That means if a state tells you that they are mandating the vaccine, they are denying religious exemptions, that not only violates your First Amendment right, it violates the 14th Amendment. And as it be, I live in the state of New York. These, uh, this is in my state constitution. It says in section one of the Bill of Rights, Article One, in the state uh, constitution of the of New York, no member of this state shall be disfranchised or deprived of any of the rights or privileges secured to any citizen thereof, unless by the law of the land or the judgment of his or her peers, except that the legislator may provide that there shall be no primary election. Then it says under clause three, freedom of worship, religious liberty. 
in the state of New York's constitution the free exercise and enjoyment of religious profession and worship without discrimination or preference, preference shall forever be allowed in this state to all humankind and no person shall be rendered incompetent to be a witness on account of his or her opinions on matters of religious belief but the liberty of the conscience hereby secured shall be not be so construed as to excuse acts of leniency or justify practices inconsistent with the peace and or safety of this state now I suggest that you people everywhere listen to this. Read your state constitution. It's very important. Not just the federal constitution, but the state. Now I will bring up other pointers that will help you in this matter. American jurisprudence common law now to get into American jurisprudence law no public policy of a state can be allowed to override the positive guarantees of the U.S. Constitution. 16 American Jurisprudence, 2nd Edition, Constitutional Law, Section 70, page 392. Neither emergency nor economic necessity justify a disregard of carnal constitutional guarantees 16 american jurisprudence second edition constitutional law section 81 page 407 or no one is bound to obey an unconstitutional law and no courts are bound to enforce it 16 American Jurisprudence, Second Edition, Section 256, page 727. The right of a citizen to travel on the public highways and to transport his property thereon, neither by horse, drunk carriage, or wagon, or automobile is not a mere privilege which a city may permit or prohibit at will but a common right which he has under his right to life liberty and pursuit of happiness thomas versus smith 155 va 367 these are actual presences for not overstepping their bounds. 
of not being able to violate your rights, of the guarantees that are instilled in the Constitution and given to you, that nobody in no form of a body or an agency or a government has the right to overstep. Then you have the Enabling Act. Well, it means different things in different countries. What is the Enabling Act in the U.S.? Well, in the United States, at the national level, an Enabling Act is a statute enacted by the United States Congress authorizing the people of a territory to frame a proposed state constitution as a step towards admission to the Union. These are rights guaranteed to you people that they cannot overstep, that they cannot take away from you, that they cannot infringe upon ever. Not a natural disaster, an economic crisis or emergency, even a health emergency can overstep. Now let's get to the Declaration of Independence. What does the Declaration of Independence say? Well, the Declaration of Independence says... The Anonymous Declaration of the 13 United States of America, when in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal stations to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitled them a decent respect to the opinion of mankind requires that we should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life liberty and the pursuit of happiness that to secure these rights governments are instituted among men driven in their just powers from the constant consent of the governed that whatever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it. So people, the, the January 6th, even if it was an insurrection, which it was not, it is the right and the duty of the people to dissolve or alter or abolish that destructive governing body. And to institute new government 
laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transcendent causes and accordingly all experience halt shrewd that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed but when a long train of abuses or upsurgings pursuing invariably the same objective in evidence a design to reduce them under absolute debolishment. It is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government the history of the president present king of great britain is a history of repeated injury and observance all having indirect objection object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. To prove this, let facts be submitted to a canon world. He has forbidden his governors to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance, and unless suspended in their operation till his absence should be obtained and when so suspended he has utterly neglected to attend them he has refused to pass other laws for the accommodation of large districts of people unless those people would relinquish the right of representation in the legislature a right inestimable to them and for available to tyrants only. He has called together legislative bodies at places unusual, uncomfortable, and distant from the dispository of their public records for the sole purpose of effectuating them into compliance with his measures. He has dissolved representation representative houses repeatedly for opposing with mainly firmness his invasions on the rights of the people. He has refused for a long time after such delusions to cause others to be elected, whereby the legislative powers incapable of inhalation have returned to the people at large for their exercise, the state remaining in the meantime exposed to all 
the dangers of invasion from without and convulsions within. He has endeavored to prevent the population of these states for that purpose, obstructing the law of naturalization of foreigners, refusing to pass others to encourage their immigrants hither, and raising the conditions of new appropriations of lands. He has obstructed the administration of justice by refusing his assess to the laws for establishing judiciary powers. He has made judges dependent on his will alone for the tender of their offices and the amount and payment of their salaries. He has erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out their substance. He has kept among us in times of peace, standing armies without the consent of our legislators. He has affected to render the military independent of and superior to the civil power. He has combined with others to subject us to jurisdiction foreign to our constitution and unacknowledged by our laws, given his assess to their acts of pertained legislation for quartering large bodies of armed troops among us, for protecting them by a mock trial from punishment for any murders which they should commit on the inhabitants of these states, for cutting off our trade with all parts of the world, for imposing taxes on us without our consent, for depriving us, in many cases, of the benefits of trial by jury, for transporting us beyond seas to be tried for pretend offenses, for abolishing the free system of English laws in a neighboring province, establishing therein an arbitrary government and enlarging its boundaries so as to render it at once an example and fit instrument for introducing the same absolute rule into these colonies, for taking away our charters, abolishing our most valued laws, and altering fundamentally the forms of our governments, for suspending our own legislators, and declaring themselves invested with power to legislate for us in all cases, whomever. He has abducted government here by declaring us out of his protection and waging war against us. He has plundered our seas, ravaged our coasts, burned our towns, and destroyed the lives of our people. He is at this time transporting large armies of foreign mercenaries to complete the works of death, desolation, and tyranny, already begun with circumstances of cruel and purified, sacredly paralleled in the most barbarous ages, and totally unworthy the head of a civilized nation.
He has constrained our fellow citizens, taken captive on the high seas to bear arms against their country, to become the executors of their friends and brethren, or to fall themselves by their hands. He has excited domestic insurrections among us and has endowed endeavored to bring on the inhabitants of our frontiers the merciless Indian savages those rule known rule of warfare it is undisgusted destruction of all ages sexes and conditions in every state of this oppressions we have petitioned for redress in the most humble terms our repeated petitions have been answered only by a repeated injury a prince whom whose character is thus marked by every action which may define a tyrant is unfit to be the ruler of a free people nor have we been wanting in attentions to our british brethren we have warned them from time to time of attempts of their legislator to extend an unwarrantable jurisdiction over us. We have reminded them of the circumstances of our immigration and settlement here. We have appealed to their native justice and magistracy. We have conjured them by the ties of our common kinder to disavow their observance, which would inevitably interpret our connections and correspondence. They too have been death to the voice of justice and of constituency. We must, therefore, acquire in the necessary which disnounce our separation and hold them. As we hold the rest of mankind, enemies in war, in peace, friends. We thereby for the representatives of the United States of America and General Congress assemble, appealing to the Supreme Judge of the world for the sanity of our intentions, do in the name and by the authority of the people good people of these colonies solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are and of right ought to be free and independent states that they are absolute that they are absolved sorry from their allegiance to the British crown and that all political connection between them in the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved and that as free and independent states they have full power to levy war including concluding peace contract alliances establish commerce and to do all other acts and things which independent states may have right to may have right due and for the support of this declaration with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence we mutually pledge to each 
other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. Now it's inarguable. Your rights are guaranteed. They're inalienable rights, people. That cannot be stepped upon. That cannot be infringed. You have the right to life, liberty, and property. Life. If you decide upon medical reason, religious, philosophical, personal, to not get a vaccine, that is your right. You have the right to be secured in your person's papers and effects and no government body, no private company has the right to ask you if you're vaccinated or restrict your rights because you're not vaccinated. You need to study your national constitution. You need to study your state constitution. You need to look for presidents in common law that will uphold your rights and guarantee them. And you need to exercise them. You don't exercise them People will assume they can do whatever they want to to you. And this goes for mass mandates too. You have rights. Use them. Take back your power. You are an individual. You are an American. You if you believe in religion or not I will say this you are a child of God you have inalienable rights that nobody nobody can strip from you nobody we the people have the power we the people elect these people in office and give them the authority to govern over us with our approval with our say so we the people is not the government it's we the everyday American people no federal government no state government has the right to overstep their bounds and they have and it is time to stand up it is time to take your power back. It's time to speak up. And if you don't, nobody else will do it for you. The time is now. This has been the podcast 1776. Time to rise again, patriots. I'm your host, PissFed. Until next time, Godspeed good health 
wish you safety. God bless the United States of America. Do you feel like you're being censored? Your voice is not being heard. You're being smothered out by cancel culture, banned from other platforms, from speaking your truth. Have you heard of Anchor? It's a free podcast app. Everything at your disposal, down to editing, background music, cover art. It can't get any easier than Anchor. And it's easier to distribute on other platforms like Spotify, Google Podcasts, and much more. Look into Anchor today at anchor.fm. Be heard. Speak loudly. Claim the radio waves again because they're ours to claim. And let your voice be heard.